Come be a part of Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics with your host, Dr. Ed Holliday. Hear the voices of liberty speaking all across America. Doc Holliday provides thought-provoking interviews and commentary about the issues and actions that are afflicting this country and what we need to do to get America back on track. Get fired up. Get inspired. Get on board with Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics right now. Once again, that's the sound of rock cracking. You've got Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics right here on webtalkradio.net. That's webtalkradio.net. Glad to have each and every one of you. Since we saw you last time, America has lost another war. America's lost two wars in its history, and I've lived through both of them. I'll talk about that later in the show, but right now, uh, I just want to welcome all our new listeners you're listening to Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. I'm your host, Dr. Ed Holliday. And here we look at the, some political pictures of what's going on and sometimes have different interviews. But we have got to talk about America losing a war and, and the disastrous future if we don't get some competent leadership immediately, coming quickly. So well, that's going to be our, the thrust of our show today. I will tell you, we got a little bit, we, we had not done a crypto corner in a while, so we're going to do a crypto corner to get you on some of this new technology toward the end. And also, uh, Larry Elder, <laughs> he's still running strong in the California election. If you don't didn't uh, catch last week's show, go back and listen to that. And, and Larry Elder is challenging Newsom, uh, if Newsom is recalled in California, then whoever the top voter get, top voter, uh, whoever gets the most votes on the ballot will replace Governor Newsom. Right now, Larry Elder, the conservative talk show host, has a very good chance of being someone who would replace the governor if he is uh, recalled. So, uh, exciting times for conservatives that California could come into play. It just serving out the term, he wouldn't have long, a year or so. But uh, we'll talk about that at the end. But right now, before we get started, I have to talk about what came out at the end of last week on Friday. Uh, the unemployment report came out, and it's it's uh, ugly. It's ugly. Uh, the experts predicted 725,000 new jobs would be added. And guess what? 235,000 jobs were added. I mean, a third, about a third of what was expected. And yet, everywhere around the country, and we've talked about this, there are help-wanted signs all over the place. So what is going on? What are our leaders doing? What are they leading us into? Well, we know we've lost a war, and now are we losing the economy too? What is going on? There is an unhealthy leadership in Washington, D.C. We've talked about it, and we have to talk about it some more. But let, let's just dig in a little bit of the jobs report. It was ugly. And um, even CNN, CNN, you know, the Joe Biden microphone, the microphone and the, the third leg of the Democratic Party, 
the CNN, MSNBC, but on CNN they said on, on jo- the August jobs report was a, quote, big disappointment and a big miss. So they had to talk about it even on CNN. And then uh, uh, the House Republicans said that another disastrous economic report for the administration. Of course, no one will cover it because Joe is doing such a great job in every other aspect of his presidency. Presidency, so they'll give him a pass on this. How long do you think this is sustainable? Uh, you know, it's uh, I, I just I, I just uh, don't know what to say. Uh, I think that last quote I'm saying the Republicans, but it came from Donald Trump Jr. And I, I just have to look at that jobs report and you. you you scratch your head, and I told you I've been across America the last few months, from California through Arizona, New Mexico, Texas, Oklahoma, been up to Virginia through Tennessee, uh, you know, and and everywhere you go, people, uh, yeah, there's signs, jobs. Well, we ha- we are hiring, we are hiring. How can you have the unemployment rate? going up and that's what's happening for the african-american community where there's job signs everywhere and that black unemployment rate surged from 8.8 percent it surged to 8.8 percent from 8.2 percent and yet there's job openings across the country and if trump were president what would do with the black unemployment rate jumped up what would be going what would the news be they'd be pounding president trump and this is the thing that we're seeing when you have a lapdog press that just takes it easy and doesn't dig into the issues and supports a president in office and turns their back and turn puts their head in the sand, then these questions don't get asked. Is that healthy for a democracy or is that unhealthy? Well, it's very unhealthy. But black unemployment rates surged to 8.8%. It was at 8.2%. And I mean, it's a disaster. We should be hiring millions. We got an estimated 10 million unfilled jobs in America. And we're not, people want to hire. Companies need people so that they can be at their maximum level. The more they make, the more they produce, the more taxes are made, more taxes flow into the government to get things done, not have to borrow money. But we're borrowing money and want a $5 trillion spending spree. And we got, we got, there's not the jobs to support that. It's incredibly ignorant, incredibly stupid incredibly incredibly um an unelect unintellectual way to run this country we got ivy leaguers that were picked by biden some of those came out of the obama administration many of them did and these are the people who managed the afghanistan withdrawal you see the disaster the death the embarrassment and now the taliban is on the move we'll talk about that in, in a few moments but this jobs report it's very unnerving very unnerving now the stock market's sitting at the highest ever still at the highs so is this the the last tell of the trump economy 
when does it become the Biden economy? We're about six months into it, a little over six months of Biden's uh, direction and leadership. Uh, I, I'm I'm scared. <laughs> I just tell you, when you got a jobs report that misses by five hundred thousand jobs, and you got job openings and help wanted signs in every community everywhere and they're not getting filled and when those jobs are not filled then the business cannot work at its peak it can't be it can't maximize its profits it can't maximize uh, the products they make in america you need profits to survive a company go bankrupt and then nobody has a job if you don't make profits that's what the socialists say. They talked about corporate greed. And they don't want anybody making any profits. Then everybody works for nothing or works for what the government gives them. And there's no innovation. That's what happens with capitalism. There's innovation. Because if there's a big market and you make a better mousetrap, you, you make that better mousetrap and take the business away from the others. It's competition. And that's what drives forward an economy, a healthy economy. And then the companies that are there, they got to work hard to keep their customers. And if they don't treat their customers right, there'll be alternatives. That's the stink of socialism. I had a um, basically a socialist, one of these guys calls him himself a progressive, had lunch with him. And we talked about many things, and he was trying to tell me that, and you know, he said, look at an insurance company. It's just socialism. I mean, you use socialism all the time. Insurance company takes a little bit of money from everybody. Then you need a car wreck or a house burns, and they give it to you. So that's just socialism. Everybody paying in and, and putting it out. But he gets it wrong. Where is he wrong? Do you know? Do you know out there, where was he wrong talking about insurance company? Well, he is true. An insurance company does that, takes premiums from everybody and gives it to those who, where it's needed. It sounds great, doesn't it? But if in capitalism, that is working for one insurance company. But in capitalism, you have the choice of picking the insurance company that's best for you. In socialism, they set up one insurance company. You have no choices. You take what they give you, and if you don't like it, you don't have anywhere to turn. That's socialism. Capitalism gives you, uh, gives you opportunities, alternatives, and that's why capitalism thrives when socialism dies. There's just um, I used to when we first started to do this radio show, we did a Tombstone of the Week award, and I was thinking about that, and I just think, before we jump into talking about America losing a war and, and looking at the reflection of what horrors happen and are happening now on the ground, we don't know. I mean, it's just, it, may, it turns your stomach to think about the cruel, the cruel, unhuman things that are happening in Afghanistan now, and many of them we'll never know about, the 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 summary executions and the the flying of helicopters and you know pulling the rope and hanging a person with an american helicopter then flying them around the city with the, the dead body dangling well it's a tombstone of the week award we'll give the president joe biden he's like the walking dead he's a lame duck president 
and already he's lame duck six months into his presidency. Nobody, he, who knows how long he'll last. Will he make it to even run again in re-election? When he, he, can he put his sentences together now? And who voted for him? Who will stand up and say, I'm sorry, I was suckered, I was misled, I was deceived into thinking this man was able to run the presidency. We know on this show, we knew he wasn't able to. And yet, somehow, enough people came out, and I still would love to see the audits from Arizona, from Georgia, from Pennsylvania, from Wisconsin. Why don't we audit those? <laughs> Shine some light in the darkness. All it does is reinforce Joe Biden won unless something's wrong. Why wouldn't the progressives and the left-wingers and the liberals... D- say no you cannot count you cannot count these votes you cannot see if you cannot cannot audit the votes why would anybody refuse to audit when we need when there's questions of if people are questioning if something's done right we got to prove the balance let's let's count them let's read them let's see what happens and yet they don't want to see it why it makes no sense but that does lead us into even the mess our economy is in, and we'll do some more shows about that in the future. But America's lost another war. And I remember when I was 12 years old, I went our local uh, town where I lived, our Senate, United States Senator came in to dedicate a new library, 19, early 70s, I guess. I forgot exactly what year. But I will tell you, that's the first time I ever heard that the United States Senator is John Stennis, who was very much a, uh, with the Armed Services Committees and very much into uh, running the things back then in the Senate. He's a Democrat. And back in the days, everybody, if you were in politics in the South, you had to be a Democrat. But U.S. Senator John Stennis said, we've lost the Vietnam War. And as a 12-year-old, around 12, I couldn't believe that because I knew America had won every war. Every war. And now the United States Senator, my United States Senator, was saying we lost the Vietnam War. I never, you know, it, it never had hit me that America would lose a war. How did America lose a war in Vietnam? Now we know how poorly run it was, and, and the objectives, objectives never were achievable. But yet, here we are, Afghanistan, 20 years in a war, longest war ever for America. And there was a way to walk out with dignity. I do believe it's time to get out, but not totally out. We should have never given up the uh, Air Force Base, the large Air Force Base up there that's not far from the edge of China. What a great place to hold on to and just have a small footprint to be able to monitor. And yet, Joe Biden pulled everybody out. Pulled everybody out. But the thing is, he pulled the troops out before he pulled the citizens out. Who made that bonehead decision? You know, if the Pentagon made that decision, fire the generals who made it. If the president made it, let the Pentagon stand up and say it was the president's decision. 
or the vice president's decision or the president and the vice president's decision together. Kamala Harris said she always won't be the last person in the room when the decision was made. So did she sign on to that? Obviously she did. Pulling the troops out, pulling the Air Force out, the air power that nobody could challenge, pulled it out before we pulled the citizens out. And then we saw the carnage, what happened with a suicide bomber there in the airport. Thirteen brave heroes, American heroes, died. But why were they put in harm's way? Why did we have to be in that position where the Taliban was providing security around the ring of the airport? The Taliban, the terrorists, those America's been trying to knock out for 20 years. Unbelievable. Uh, we're going to talk more about that. First, let me just remind you, listen to Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. You're listening to us right here on webtalkradio.net. And in a minute, we're going to be digging in a little bit more of what happened in Afghanistan. And then we'll uh, do a crypto corner to get you up on the technology, what's going on with crypto. And I, I will say that we'll talk a little bit about the Larry Elder uh possibility of becoming governor of california so let let me also remind you before we do all that that you can order a book called bedrock truths right here it's written by dr ed holiday dr alveda king and dr alex mcfarland and you can order that book by going to www.docholiday.org holiday's got two l's in it you can go there and order that book or other books there if you want you can order and we'd be glad to get those shipped out to you. So do that. And then uh, remember to tell your friends and neighbors about Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. We've got a show unlike a, any other show. We do commentary. We have guests on. We talk about conservative politics. We talk about what our nation needs to do to have more liberty and more freedom in this time where our liberties and freedoms are being diminished and the ability of America and the world to freely operate, to help pursue liberty and freedom of other countries is fast going away because we don't have a leader we do not have a leader that understands what john kennedy said what we would do to protect freedom around the world now saying all that this show about america losing a war nobody wants to do a show and talk about america losing a war but we did and we got leaders in Washington, D.C. made it a boneheaded decision to remove troops, remove air power, and leave our citizens at the whim of the Taliban. We left our citizens to be secured by the very enemy we've been fighting for 20 years in Afghanistan. What about that? Why? Why would we do that? Why would anybody, any rational person, I am not a military man i have relatives in the military even now and i love them and every american parent that has a child in the military loves them and we see what happened in afghanistan why were we put into the position where we had to fly troops in to try to help get people out and yet we were at the mercy of the taliban for security And who drew up the plan? I heard Joe Biden say we had contingency plans for every situation. 
evidently that's another lie he's talked about. And he's, he's told some whoppers the last couple of weeks. One of the whoppers he told is um, the synagogue that where, you remember about three years ago, uh, the Tree of Life Synagogue that was attacked, killed 11 people, and and President Trump went there, and the media was trying to get onto the the rabbi there for allowing President Trump to even come. And now, just recently, Joe Biden said uh, that he claimed that he visited the Tree of Life Synagogue after an attack. But nobody there has ever seen him. He never has. So Joe Biden is either living in a dream life that he doesn't understand or he's just a flat-out liar. But he's been caught at so many lies. Now, if Donald Trump had done that, what would the press have done? What would the press have done? They've just they've been uh, cutting him down from every side. So what I'm saying is that we have somebody there who we have to question their mental state, the president of the United States, and if he's leading this nation into the blunders that caused such a humiliation, because it's not just the the uh, loss of Amer- 13 Marines is horrible and those who are wounded and then and then when they flew the bodies in he's watching his watch during a ceremony to honor these heroes that was disrespectful to the family some of the families uh, some even refused to meet with him they said when he talked with them it was all about his son Bo and we know from the campaign about his son Bo and his passing away from cancer and he was a veteran, but you know, when these families have just lost their loved one, don't concentrate on yourself, President Biden. Concentrate on these families who need hurt. They're hurt and they need healing. So I, I just can't believe that Joe Biden is was elected president when people knew these things about him. Why did his wife and why did the Democratic Party even let him run on a ticket? But now that he's elected, who's running the show? It sure ain't Joe. It sure ain't Joe. Um, but losing a war, if we had withdrawn with Trump, would he have taken everybody out? Would he have given up the Air Force Base? I don't think so. Sure, he wouldn't give up the Air Force Base before the citizens were out. We'll never know what Trump would have done. But we do know that the terrorist respected Trump. When he said he's going to kill him, he would kill him if they didn't hold up their end of the bargain. But as they didn't hold up their end of the bargain under Biden, there was no, there was nothing backing up anything Biden said. Disaster in America, our foreign policy set back for decades. And now... <laughs> One of the facts was Russia, it was one of the things that brought down the USSR, the old Soviet Union, when they went into Afghanistan and lost, and 10 years later they were getting out. But you know one thing? The Russians never closed their embassy in Kabul, Afghanistan. But America <laughs> has run out, built a billion-dollar uh, embassy, and just, just ran out of it, just gave it up. So 
it's sad. It's sad on so many levels, on a human level, on a strategic level, on a level of what, what does this mean for across the world, for the Western nations who, who always depend on America to stand up for freedom, stand up for liberty, and now China and Russia are rushing in in this vacuum. And it'll take some strong leadership and some really chessboard uh, strategy for America to come back from this. And the leadership positions that are filled now by Biden and Kamala Harris, Chuck Schumer, Nancy Pelosi, will never get done what needs to be done with each one of those in positions of power. So the American people have got to learn, get out and vote, and don't be deceived even by this lapdog media that deceived so many people into voting for Joe Biden last time. It's sad. I just, I just want to cry to think about how hurt our country has been by this botched and bungled pullout of Afghanistan, leaving $80 billion worth of top military equipment. Not even trying to blow it up. I mean, and Joe Biden said he was in charge and they had a contingency plan for everything. Well, whoever was the foolish general who didn't have a contingency plan to blow up the American equipment before you gave it to the terrorist, somebody ought to be fired. Somebody ought to be fired, Joe Biden. If it happened under you, if your generals were the stupid ones that forgot to do what needed to be done, why? Why wasn't that equipment blown up? Why? Man, so many questions. Biden said the buck stops here and he won't fire anybody. Mm. Well, that's all I can say on that. We'll follow the what happens in the next few weeks in Afghanistan. America, some Americans still there. We didn't get all the Americans out. We didn't. We sure didn't get all the people out who helped us. And and who knows? The Taliban made a stuck some of their people in to fly to the United States so they could be planter cells for terrorism. I sure hope not. But I don't trust this administration to vet everybody either. If they vet the people, all they got to do is fly to Mexico and walk across the border like people from all nations are doing. Over 60 or 70 nations of people walking across the border, they found out. And, and we don't send them back. Come on in. How many... How many of the terrorists who were locked up by the thousands by, by the Afghanistan government, how many of those prisoners were part of ISIS and the Taliban and Al-Qaeda? And how many of those have just been released? they all been released. So how many of those are going to try to find their way back across the American, to, to across the American border? I hope none of them make it, but out of tens of thousands, you think some of them aren't going to try to get into America? I don't know what to say other than God bless America and let's pray for our country. With that said, let's look at a bright note is on cryptocurrency, crypto assets, and I know a lot of my listeners still have not really dipped their toes into it. We've had some technical gurus on in, in the past few months and go back and listen to our archive shows and I'm not telling anybody to get out and buy a bunch of cryptocurrency but you need to understand exactly what it does and you 
nobody's going to know everything. But have some kind of basic knowledge. We need conservatives who understand what may be the, the blockchain technology that may change our world like the Internet did. And we need conservatives to understand it. One of my d big disappointments with Donald J. Trump is the fact that he, he just rips cryptocurrency and says it's fake and may all fall apart. It's gone too far to fall away. Now, a lot of them will. I mean, there's no way you can have 5,000 different uh, cryptocurrencies and they'll all be strong. And that's how many are out there. But some of them are changing the way we do business, changing the way we look at the world, and they're newer technology, and that's why it's not just a bunch of uh, powder puff stuff. It's things that are changing the world, and conservatives need to get on board of knowing this technology. We can't just keep giving it to Twitter and Google and all the Silicon Valley who <laughs> support socialism, who are paying for socialism, and making them about billions of tens and hundreds of billions of dollars, and who do they support? Well, you see, Donald Trump's not on Twitter. Wonder why. Donald Trump's not on Facebook. Wonder why. So you you got to know what's going on, and you got to not be afraid of technology. Conservatism doesn't mean hold on to the past and not have an outlook for the future. Conservative people want to conserve the values. But we know that capitalism is always innovative and growing, and that's why we want to be a part of innovative capitalism and grow and understand it and help facilitate it and make our country strong by capitalism and the dynamic power of companies working to be the best they can be. Whereas socialism, we explained earlier, is you have one choice and there's no... There's no competition. So on Crypto Corner, let me just say, it's been better. It had, it had gone high until a couple months ago, started dipping down. I'm talking about Bitcoin and most of the cryptocurrencies. And now they've uh, some of them jumped back up 25%, 30%. Some of them 100% from where they were. So that's some good news. But look out there and and watch the youtube videos and understand this because it's very important for the future of the conservative people in america the people who love freedom and love liberty we've got to know the technology so that we can move forward with a capitalism that's dynamic and rewards those who work hard and and spend time in trying to help others by knowing this new technology so that's our crypto corner <laughs> man like i said uh, if I had a Tombstone of the Week award, it'd go to Joe Biden because he's the walking dead. And um, But Larry Elder, that's another bright spot. He could win uh, the governorship of California if Newsom's recalled. So if our listeners in California, get excited. Get out there. Help Larry Elder. There's other there's 40 people on the ballot. There's no sense for anybody who wants to get Newsom out of the office in California. You have one choice. Get him out and vote for Larry Elder because Larry Elder, he he's just way ahead and others in the poll. You're wasting your vote. You vote for someone else if you want to get rid of Newsom. You have to vote to recall him first and vote for a candidate. And 
I would love to see Larry Elder be the governor of California, the first black governor of the state of California. That's what Elder, Larry Elder can make history. If you live in California, you can help make history. If you know people who live in California, California, tell them to get out there and make history, elect the first black governor of the state of California. Now, what a, so much going on. So much that we don't understand, dazed and confused because of Afghanistan. But do not get weary. Do not stop doing good. Do not stop believing in liberty and freedom. It's instilled in our DNA. If you're an American, stand up and be proud and make sure that we start electing people who believe in liberty and freedom and get rid of the Democrats. Uh, the Democrats who support a party that supports socialism, and when they get rid of the socialists out of their party, then maybe you can start voting for a Democrat again. But stop voting for Democrats until they get the socialists and the communists out of their party. God bless you. God bless America. See you next week. Thanks for joining us today, and remember to listen again next week for another edition of Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. You can order Ed's new book, Bedrock Truths, by clicking on the book cover right in front of you on the screen, or visit DocHolliday.org. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you again next week.